love this podcast? Well, you don't have to do much to support us. Just follow us on Instagram and join our Telegram channel. You can also support us by subscribing to Mind Legion wherever you get your podcasts. We are active in Spotify, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and even a few more platforms. The links are available in the descriptions of this episode. Well, hi there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Mind Legion Podcast. I'm your host, Ali Abdelazai, and once again, I'm joined by Hussein Moshidi to continue our discussion about the Vikings. We're going to talk about their culture, their fightings, their rituals, and religious beliefs. We may even discuss something about slavery in the Viking world. I mean, it really should be fun. So stay with us and learn better. talked about their uh you know military strategies and stuff something that uh was very fascinating for me for example in in the series vikings uh is that uh it shows you know these female warriors you know uh you know they are uh famous and uh famous warriors known as shield maidens can you talk about this i mean do you know anything about this these uh that they had you know warriors that were females something that i know is that there are record of female warriors but uh, they it uh, uh actually invading other uh, lands was um, manly work uh and it usually men did uh, this kind of work so there must have been some rare occasions that you know female warriors also accompanied male warriors but uh they were i mean they were not in great numbers right yes they yes. were nothing compared to the uh the male warriors yeah okay yes. and uh let's talk about religion uh what do we know about their religion before their christianization of course uh, they had a north culture and north uh, religion uh that uh Mm, actually is a, a multi-tall god uh, religion and they had a lot of gods and some of them were locals in the in each uh, part of uh, scandinavia might have a, a certain god for itself and uh, there are uh, and there were a, 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 a actually a god uh, named Odin 
that uh, he was the um, greatest one of them. And uh, he was uh, the god that uh, chieftains um, used to, chieftains and high-ranked warriors used to uh, worship. And other people usually uh, worship their local gods or uh, Thor, uh, which was uh, the most popular god uh, of Scandinavia. And uh, we can see that uh, a lot of uh, people you know, bring uh, the, its, um, its symbol, which is a, um, which is a, which is a hammer uh, to their graves. And uh, we see that they uh, worship uh, Thor a lot. And Thor, uh, Thor, we see it in comic books. Uh, Thor uh, is uh, Thor that it is in comic books is uh, actually adapted from uh, this god. <laughs> okay, and um, well, something that I have from the notes, uh, it implies the fact that you know their Christian Christianization happened uh, so late. I mean. We know that they were the last of the Germanic people to convert to Christianity. Why did why did they convert later than other Germanic people? You know, like the Franks, the uh, the Lombards, the Alemannic Germans, or the Anglo-Saxons, or even some of some of the uh, some of the Slavs. We know that West Slavic nations, like Polish people, converted to Christianity earlier than the Vikings. Why, why is that so? Uh, in the first century, when the uh, Roman Empire uh, uh, expands uh, to um, to expand expanded, uh, they were stopped at uh, at the in southern uh, Scandinavia uh, in a jungle named in a forest named uh, Teutonburg uh, by Germans. They uh, actually uh, in this war uh, the uh, Roman Empire sp stopped to spread. Uh, I think you have some information about the Teutonburg uh, Forest uh, War. Uh, if you have, I think it's good to talk about it. Well, the, uh, the Teutonburg Forest, uh, the Battle of the Teutonburg Forest was actually something that I, uh, uh, you know, searched about in, in one of my researches, uh, you know, to, to check the, uh, the uh, you know, the capabilities of wooded areas to to have a role in warfare and stuff, but I mean, uh, yeah, in the in the first century, as you said, the uh, the Roman Empire uh, was defeated by these Germanic people at, at this battle. But uh, we know that I I think the uh, it, it's not always the, the process of Christianization. It's not always uh, spreading uh, with you know invasion and conquest. It may also be some soft process, like you know missionaries, and also we know that, uh, for example, in the, in the first century, uh, we're talking about the first century. In the first century, uh, the Roman Empire was not officially a Christian empire. We know that it happened uh, in the fourth century, and uh, I think there must be some other explanation for their late uh, conversion to Christianity. These Germanic people and uh, maybe it has something to do with distance from the uh, from the cores of christianity from the centers of christianity like rome for example we know that the franks uh were the one of the, one of these germanic people who uh actually traveled to 
uh, France, and they were converted, uh, I guess, after 492, after their uh, Emperor Clovis. And also Lombards, uh, as soon as they actually entered the Italian peninsula, they converted to Christianity. And uh, also we know that the, uh, the Christianization of you know, countries like Bohemia, Hungary, and Poland happened through these missionaries that uh, the, the, the Christian centers sent to these countries. Uh, maybe it has something to do with that. I'm not sure about that. I'm, I mean, I'm not an expert in these field, fields, but uh, maybe in some other sessions, we can talk about it more. I should uh, I should add this that uh, after this war and uh, the, uh, when the um, Roman Empire didn't spread, uh, the um, Scandinavia actually um, became a place that uh, nobody goes there and nobody have the ambition to go there. And uh, because of that, uh, it uh, actually became a, um, a an area that uh, wasn't uh, an interest of. Uh, for example, missionaries or something like that. I think. Yeah, it was yeah. It's it's true what you said. It's it's beyond the uh, you know the the, uh, the capacity of you know these Christian centers to send missionaries there. Yeah, that's. I think that's there's some truth in that. And okay. Um, okay. How did their religion affected their lives? Did it have any influence on their, you know, warriors, their, you know, military prowess and stuff? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, religion has a lot of effect on their uh, people's life and their uh, and their behaviors and uh, how they uh, see the death and something like that. And we should, and if we wanna, and we if we go deeply in uh, the Norse religion, where well, we can see that uh, they think that is uh, so important for them, for their gods, and, and was uh, that uh, to to have honor and uh, to don't be coward, and that uh, it make them uh, great warriors that uh, aren't uh, actually afraid of uh, death. And uh, can uh, actually uh, fight harshly and uh, violently, and uh, don't be afraid of that, because uh, it uh, actually is in their religions that honor is a very uh, good thing, and the the memory of people is more important than what how much they how how long they lived how. Uh, what they uh, gather in their lives, um, the memory was uh, important for them. And um, also, uh, and because of that, they uh, became a great warrior. Another thing uh, is that uh, they affect them um, beside this thing on um, being warriors and uh, actually uh, don't, don't being afraid of death was uh, the weather and the harsh uh, weather of uh, that uh, on the that area and uh, because it was uh, so hard for uh, an old people to live uh, on that situation uh, they used to um, 
uh, fighting harshly to, uh, to to become killed uh, in their uh, in the age in the optimum age that uh, they are they aren't so uh, old they aren't uh, so young and they aren't uh, so actually they could fight uh, it, uh, the optimum age that uh, they uh, had uh, actually the they had their life they um, actually uh, enjoyed their lives and uh, if they uh, live uh, longer their life would be difficult and before that they uh, they wanted to die at that age and uh, these uh, two things made them uh, people who 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 were uh, so brave at their war and uh, also another um, another effect of their their religion was that they weren't uh, afraid of uh, they they weren't they didn't fear christians god and uh, it made them to uh, to <clears throat> it made them to uh, burn some church churches or made uh, use churches uh, as uh, fortresses and uh, something like that because of that uh, they are so notorious uh, from the eyes of uh, people who uh, are christians and uh, they live in middle age yes and the fact that uh, we know them as these vicious people with maybe it's only because we see these people through the eyes of these you know christian nations that describe them yes yeah. uh okay uh could you talk about their ceremonies and rituals such as their you know religious rituals or funerals and things like that yes uh, there are some records of uh, the rituals and uh, funerals one of the ways for um, spreading the word of their gods was to uh, say poems. poems. Uh, and, uh, and these poems uh, was uh, easy to uh, memorize, and because of that, they used it, as we see in other religions, that they used the poems for um, spreading their word. And uh, in, uh, especially in, uh, in, in places in, in the in the times that uh, the, they had a uh, uh, oral uh, culture uh, rather than written culture and also uh, they had a ritual that uh, they gather and a person and it's called uh, start to uh, read these poets for them read these poems for them and uh, these poems are uh, from the point of view of the god and uh, he started perform started to perform the God, the something that God says. And then people uh, who uh, were at the ceremony were uh, became so excited, and they had they um, together um, they had a, a, a mutual feeling about their God, and uh, become um, actually passionate about uh, about uh, about uh, doing what their God says. Mm, also, uh, they had a procession for the funeral, and they bring the dead uh, person from the place of death to the mm, graveyard. And uh, rich people were buried in the, in the sheep and the, then to the ground and, uh, in, in northern um, Scandinavia. And in southern, uh, they, uh, they were buried in the mounds. 
and large amounts of that period. And they had uh, another thing that they had is um, sacrifice. They sacrificed the animals to for their gods, and it it, will, it usually happened in chieftains' halls, places of chieftains' halls, the, the part of the chieftains' house. They used to do it and bring the dead animals to a place that uh, bring away the infection of them from. Uh, from the city than the living uh, living area. And uh, they used the, um, bringing the dead body of the uh, animal as a procession tool. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I, I mean, I wanted to add something. So it, it, whatever you describe actually rings something in my mind, rings a bell in my mind that, you know, many years ago I was, you know, searching for something through these uh, you know arabic texts and i uh, actually know something about you know this uh, arab uh, writer ibn fadlan which talks about the ceremonies uh, one of the, one of the ceremonies that the uh, the, the rus had and maybe we're going to talk about it later that the the uh, the rus that these sources uh, actually mention are uh, somehow, uh, the descendants of these Vikings, the, the Vikings that have left Scandinavia and dwell in uh, Central Asia and Eastern Europe, and uh, in 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 the it's it's in uh, it's an early 10th century. Ibn Fadlan he had this expedition to to go to the realm of uh, you know the uh, the Volga Bulgarians. And he described uh, one of these ceremonies, the, the, the burial of, uh, of of the Rus chieftain, which uh, involves also the uh, the voluntary burial of one of the chieftain's slaves. And Ibn Fazlan actually describes that uh, that uh, it involves, you know, the, the voluntary burial of one of the chieftain's slaves, a boy or a girl, I guess, a slave girl for most of the the occasions. And uh, in order to, uh, you know, to be buried along with her master. And during this ritual, uh, other chieftains have sexual intercourse with this slave girl, uh, one after another. And they, uh, they rape this girl. And then uh, she will be buried along the dead chieftain. And I say uh, forced, I, I mean, I say rape because uh, she was actually, I mean, Ibn Fadlan indicates that the girl was actually forced to do so. To, to have sexual intercourse with these uh, chieftains uh, one after another. And uh, it's, it's really, I mean, very peculiar thing to, that we, found, we actually find in, in records. And uh, for example, he, he, he record, records some of the uh, sentences that these, chieftain, uh, these chieftains uh, actually Say they sh after having these, uh, you know, after you know, raping this poor girl, they shout that, you know, tell your master that we're doing this for the love of him, his. We're doing this as a sign of our love for him. This was something very uh, peculiar, very interesting that I uh, had in mind, and maybe it has something to do with the, the rituals of the Vikings. And I know that, that there's also uh, a debate about uh, the Kievan Rus, 
that were they uh, Slavs or were they Scandinavians? But uh, I think uh, there are some uh, so many evidence that proves that they were uh, of uh, Scandinavian. They, they had Scandinavian ancestors. Yeah, it was something I, I wanted to add. Maybe it was interesting. Thank you. Uh, and you said uh, slave. I remembered something that you said at the um, starting point of the uh, our uh, conversation. That you said uh, that trading and raiding are uh, two sides of the coin, and uh, they are similar uh, in some aspects. Uh, I I could add that uh, they uh, the Vikings actually some the they trading was uh, actually. Uh, Related and depended on the raiding because uh, by they uh, trade some the something that they trade uh, the, the goods that their trade was uh, some of them was jewelry actually um, fur and uh, and slave a slave is the uh, one of the more important one of them one of the most important things that they trade and bring brought to uh, the um, eastern um, Southern uh, countries and uh, and if uh, the raiders didn't uh, raid and uh, didn't uh, give uh, slaves, uh, they didn't have uh, this uh, good to uh, bring them to other nations. Yeah, that's true. And uh, what did they trade these fur and slaves for with the, with the Islamic civilizations? What did, what did they trade it for? They usually traded these uh, uh, with uh, silk. Luxury goods and uh, silver, actually, uh, silver coins. They brought silver coins to their lands, and uh, maybe they uh, changed them with uh, other goods uh, in their uh, own land. Uh, it was uh, something that they brought. Yes, I mean, it's interesting also because we have a ridiculous amount of, you know, silver coins, Islamic silver coins. That were minted in, I don't know, from they were minted in, uh, in Bukhara, in Baghdad, in Isfahan. We have uh, a great deal of these coins found in Scandinavia, and some of them. I mean, the, the weird thing is that some of them actually dates uh, from the 500s, even before the Viking Age of expansion. And this is something you know, mind blowing. And these people were had actually connections with the islamic world even before the viking ages maybe we can talk about it later yes it's interesting yes we should talk about it okay uh hossein thank you very much it was very uh great discussion and i i think we we all uh learned something uh from this discussion yes i learned a lot of, from you and uh, actually, it was very good and enjoying. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, I hope we're going to continue this discussion again. And goodbye. Goodbye.